This is Swiftlet, a Taylor Swift podcast with a literary twist. On today's episode, I will be exploring the ideas of self, heteroglossia, and death of the author on Swift's sixth studio album, Reputation. As always, I am your host, Peyton Edwards. Most musicians craft different personas and characters throughout their careers. Some evolve naturally with their age, while others spring up more spontaneously. No matter what the persona or character might be, it is typically different than the main image they had previously maintained. Some of these are presented in the form of eras, a fairly recently cemented idea, that tend to be distinct from all previous ones that the artist has had. This notion of creating a new persona for each era directly deals with the creation of self, presented by Jerome Bruner. Most times with these eras, the new personas tend to include parts of the actual artist's self. Other times they are more dramatic and attempt to completely remove their former selves from the new character and leave interpretation to the audience, trying their hand at the notion of death of the author put forth by Roland Barthes. Death of the author does not take into account the writer's background when analyzing the work and interprets only what is on the page. With these two notions in contact with one another, it can allow for new voices to spring up within the artist's work. Through the use of creation of self and death of the author, heteroglossia is able to appear in reputation, primarily through the dichotomy of good versus bad girl. Heteroglossia is the idea of multiple voices existing in a single work, stemming from either one person or several, and was created by Mikhail Bakhtin, a Russian philosopher and literary scholar. In his work, Discourse in the Novel, Bakhtin explained, quote, Authorial speech, the speeches of narrators, inserted genres, the speech of characters, are merely those fundamental compositional unities with those whose help heteroglossia can enter the novel. End quote. Swift switches between two personas with distinct voices on reputation, the bad girl, which is a new voice, and the good girl, which is similar to her voice on previous albums. Creating the good girl. Good girls are typically portrayed as being pure, chaste, obedient, and virginal, while bad girls go against authority and have autonomy. For the most part of her career, Swift presented the image of a good or wholesome girl. This idea of Swift as a good girl was bolstered by the genre of music she was working within earlier on in her career. Dressing in cowboy boots, sundresses, and completed with curly hair and a very strong accent, she quickly became a darling for country music and was dubbed an American sweetheart. Her early albums, which are predominantly country, make reference to Jesus and God, and she presents herself as an average teenage girl. The distinction of eras became clearer when she released her third studio album, Speak Now, where the change was primarily with its sound. The self-written album has influences of rock, punk pop, pop, and country throughout, a departure from her primarily country sound she had stayed in previously. The albums that followed, Red in 1989, allowed listeners to start to hear as well as see a change in her image more so than before. Red tackled pop a bit more and saw Swift dressing in vintage clothing and starting to straighten her hair. 1989 fully leaned into change, with her cutting her hair short, keeping it straight, moving to New York City, wearing high heels and immersing herself into pop music. All of these different looks and sounds within each era helped mark her growth both as an artist and as a person. It also provided an easier transition for both the media and her fans. The idea of self is one that was presented in the chapter The Narrative Creation of Self in Jerome Bruner's novel Making Stories, Law, Literature, Life. In it, Bruner discusses how people present themselves in every aspect of their life and how they are constantly remaking themselves for each and every person and situation they encounter. By altering her actual image and physical looks to match her new sound or period of life, she was directly dealing with Bruner's creation of self, 
She did this by adopting the notion that humans, quote, constantly construct and reconstruct ourselves to meet the needs of the situations we encounter, and we do so with the guidance of our memories of the past and our hopes and fears for the future, end quote, and applied it to her presentation as an artist. The narrative that she was focused on creating for the most part of her career was that of the good girl. She did this through the way she dressed, how she talked, and what she sang about. As she matured, she made sure that all aspects of her lifestyle that she put forth stayed within the bounds of a good girl. At times, this new persona that reflected her newer life experiences were sometimes watered down to cater to her audience, when seen more publicly. The image of Swift as a good girl was also created by the music that she put out. In her first few country albums, she tended to write about the heartbreak or intense emotions she felt in a relationship, all the while staying within the realm of a pure image. However, by her fourth album, that image was very subtly and slowly starting to peel away. Lines like, And I'll do anything you say If you say it with your hands In Treacherous are slightly suggestive. At the time, she claimed that her co-writer wrote it, and in All Too Well, the lyric, After bad shirt days and nights when you made me your own contributes to a slight distortion of the image. With these songs, she's still presenting the good girl image. However, she's including some newer implications within the lyrics for fans to read between the lines on. On the 2014 smash hit Style, Swift professes that she has Coupled with the Wildest Dreams line, I said no one has to know what we do. His hands are in my hair, his clothes are in my room. These are a bit more obvious hints toward the idea that her image was not as squeaky clean as it once was. Swift slightly altered the perception of herself in her music to reflect the changes in her life, but did so in a manner that would not be too jarring for her audience. These changes are expected, considering that at the time those albums were released, she was in her 20s. On Reputation and on the album since, the good girl image is almost entirely gone. It signals that she is an adult, sex, swearing, and drinking included. This came as a shock due to her earlier image, partly pushed by her old publicist Paula and herself. When she first entered the music scene in 2006, she was 16 years old, and the world was witness to her growing into a woman. Like most female artists who have been introduced to the public as a young teenager, it has been difficult for people, particularly the media, to accept the changes. Another reason why she crafted a narrative of a good girl was to help sell her music. By keeping up her proper image, she was more marketable to country and younger audiences, which, when she first started out, were her primary targets. If she broke the boundaries of what was expected of a good girl by swearing or speaking out, it would have been harder for her to stay in touch with that particular audience since her image would have appeared to have been warped to them and it would make a dent in her sales. This motivation for constructing that particular narrative is based around the idea that, quote, narrative acts of self-making are usually guided by unspoken implicit cultural models of what selfhood should be, might be, and of course, shouldn't be, end quote. And for a large part of her career, she stood by that idea and modeled herself after what the long-held expectations were for women in country music. However, as she started to grow as a person, she began to alter her image and sound to stay truer to herself. Breaking down the good girl to make the bad girl. The first noticeable shedding of the good girl image was following the summer of 2016 and with the release of her sixth studio album and the last one under Big Machine Group, Reputation. 
With the very widespread and public canceling of Swift brought on in part by Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and overexposure, Swift essentially had nothing left to lose in regard to her public image, so it enabled her to showcase her new lifestyle that clashed with her previous images in an easier way. This allowed for a new sense of freedom related to the content present on the album. The album features her first swear, shit, on the song I Did Something Bad, more transparent references to drinking and sex, and a new, darker sound that was a departure from the 80s-esque synth-pop of 1989 and the country-driven sounds of her earlier albums. These differences signaled the emergence of the bad girl image. Much like her previous struggle to put out 1989 as a full-fledged pop album, Swift does not quietly respond to those that attempted to drive her out. The first single, Look What You Made Me Do, plays into the character that the media had painted her as, vengeful and playing the victim. Swift directly steps into that role with the lyrics of the chorus, Look what you made me do, look what you just made me do, as if she was forced into taking on this role of the bad girl because she had nowhere else to turn to. This voice that is written in response to the media and detractors is one that is darker and angrier compared to her previous work and is an example of her crafting a persona, quote, to meet the needs of the situations we encounter, end quote, as well as based, quote, on what we think they think we ought to be like, or what selves in generals ought to be like, end quote. In this period of her life, Swift had become largely rejected by the general public and was expected to go away completely, and while she did take some time away from the limelight, she eventually returned with a new sound and image that shocked the public and shattered the previously held expectations that had formerly surrounded her. The media also most likely expected her to come back, if she came back at all, with intense anger, doing dozens of interviews claiming to be the victim, and have all songs on the album be focused on the Kimye feud. Instead, Swift did no press, presented an album about falling in love, and featured only passing references to the couple on a few songs, with This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things being the only song on the album dedicated to that situation. She presented her anger in a manner that they did not expect. While Swift had previously crafted her narrative around the idea of a good girl with reputation, she crafts a narrative and character around the image of a bad girl based on the media's expectations and subverts them on certain songs. Unready for it, she plays into the role of boy crazy with lyrics like, And again on Don't Blame Me, the chorus is, on I Did Something Bad, she speaks to the experiences of breaking out of that good girl image with the lines I can feel the flames on my skin, crimson red paint on my lips. If a man talks shit, then I owe him nothing. I don't regret it one bit, cause he had it coming. And on the chorus, she declares They say I did something bad. By breaking free from this long-held image, she finds a new and emboldened voice that flows throughout Reputation and the following albums. Undressed, she fully slips out of that good girl image with the chorus, featuring the lines of While the dress in the chorus is metaphorical, the message of physical vulnerability is a new subject to appear in her work. Other references to vulnerability appear in the lyrics. And darling, you had done my bed and 
on Dancing with Our Hands Tied. More transparent lyrics about sex and a less than clean image are seen with the lyrics. On the song, So It Goes. By approaching these subjects through the songs on the albums, she is shifting the way that the media and public perceive her, based on the material she releases. With this album, it reflects the idea that, quote, self-making is, after all, our principal means for establishing our uniqueness, and a moment's thought makes plain that we distinguish ourselves from others by comparing our accounts of ourselves with the accounts that others give us of themselves, end quote. Instead of comparing herself to another physical person, she compares herself to the previous image, the media's image of her and her true self. She juxtaposes her former image through lyrical content and subject matter, along with sound. She challenges the media by sliding briefly into the role they expect her to before shedding it, and allows her true self to shine on the back half of the album and in more intimate moments. Playing with Persona on Reputation, Swift plays with the idea of self in both the music videos and on the songs. The Swift presented in Reputation for the most part of the era stood in stark contrast to her well-known good girl persona and emerged as a bad girl persona. In the video for Look What You Made Me Do, Bruner's sense of self is clearly seen as she presents several versions of herself mainly based off of others' perceptions of her. She is creating and reflecting versions of herself through the practice of, quote, self-directed, self-making narratives that early come to express what we think others expect us to be like, end quote. Through this, she plays as different characters in the music video. Throughout the video, she is acting as caricatures of herself in order to portray the way that others see her. They manifest as the Swift that robs Stream and Co., the squad U Swift, and Snake Queen, among many others. Swift includes famous images of herself from her career in a scene where a new, darker version of Swift is standing on top of a Taylor Mountain, as well as the final scene of the video. These various selves depicted in the video are in line with Bruner's thinking and his idea of self-creation. This idea is once again seen in the music video for Ready For It, in which she deals with the notion of self. In it, a cyborg tailor dressed in all black controls a tailor dressed in a skin-like bodysuit encased in a glass box. The second tailor eventually breaks free and destroys the other one, after the two place their hands together on the glass. The second tailor starts to leave the confined area, and her eyes glow similarly to the first tailor's at the beginning of the video. This can be seen as the media's perception of Taylor and her real self battling internally, with the real Taylor winning out in the end. This is representative of her decision to return to the music scene following public backlash. She managed to strike up a balance between who she was perceived to be and who she actually was during that time period. She had to trap her actual self and present a darker image while she took time to heal and explore the new relationship she had entered into. In the end, her real self returned and overcame the other dominant image. Aspects of this persona were absorbed into herself, creating a newer, stronger version of herself. In the video for Delicate, Swift plays around with the idea of what it would be like if she suddenly turned invisible to the world and only to be seen by her partner. The video opens with Swift being interviewed at an event, with fans and reporters seeking her attention. She is handed a glittering gold note, which she doesn't open until she is alone. On her way to open the note, her presence is highly noted. Fans gawk at her in the hallway, a bellhop jumps on her, and her security moves in time with her every step. 
When she opens the note in the bathroom, she suddenly finds herself to have become completely invisible to those around her and to mirrors. With this newfound freedom, Swift begins to let loose, dancing around the hallways, ripping off the bottom of her dress, and messing with those around her. Toward the end of the video, she gets caught in a rainstorm, which she relishes in, and dances her way through to go to the bar, where she is once again seen when she opens the note. This video plays with the persona that Swift has to adopt while in public and how she wishes she could act. With the videos for the singles, Swift is able to visually play with this new persona, further creating a distinction between the old and new Taylor. New Territory Scattered throughout the album are references to alcohol and drinking, which at the time was a massive shift from her previous songs and falls into the category of bad girl behavior. Swift had not been open to the public about her alcohol consumption like other celebrities. When this album was released, Swift was 27, yet this was the first reference she had made to drinking in her music. On early albums, the references were not related to her consuming drinks. On Clean, the lyric, You're still all compare memories of a former relationship. On Reputation, she announces that she is an adult and she does in fact drink, regardless of how her image might be viewed. Lyrics like and it's like your eyes are liquor, your body is gold on Endgame, dive bar on the east side where you at, and we can't make any promises now can we be? On delicate, met you in a bar on so it goes. You should take it as a compliment that I got drunk and made fun of the way you talk. And whiskey on ice, sunset and vine. You've ruined my life by not being mine. On gorgeous, up on the roof with a schoolgirl crush, drinking beer out of plastic cups. On king of my heart, I'm spilling wine in the bathtub. You kiss my face and we're both drunk. On dress. It was so nice throwing big parties Jumping to the pool from the balcony Everyone's swimming in a champagne sea On This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things and But I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day On New Year's Day, signal a change in terms of the relationship Swift holds with the subject matter for the most part, these lyrics are related to a moment of joy or mark a point in her newer relationship, and overall hold a more positive connotation to them. The exception to this thinking is seen with the lyrics of Getaway Car. I knew it from the first old-fashioned we were cursed. But you weren't thinking and I was just drinking, and I'm in a getaway car, I left you in the motel bar. These discuss the downfall of two relationships, rather than the beginning. These lyrics also demonstrate a change in how she had previously discussed and viewed drinking. On Mean, The Bridge. She views drinking in a more negative light and uses it to ridicule the song's subject, music critic Bob Lefses. On the vault track, Nothing New, she sings on the chorus. I've had too much. 
much to drink tonight. Swift wrote the song when she was 22, and at the time she was still very much ingrained in the good girl image, and the media's response to her writing about drinking would have greatly shifted the image of her as a role model, since drinking would have been considered as something that a bad girl did. This is an example of Swift crafting a narrative with, quote, matters of cultural concern, res publica, as of individual concern, end quote, in mind and making sure that she did not stray too far from the bounds of her good girl image and the expectations surrounding her. With reputation, Swift no longer has the need to fit into the good girl image thanks to the widespread backlash she faced, so she can be more open and honest with her audience than on previous albums. These various lyrics introduce her audience to a new aspect of her life. Out of the 15 songs on the album, only six do not make reference to alcohol or places related to drinking. This is a stark departure from her little mentions of drinking on previous albums of hers and her image. Creating a new voice. Swift messes with her previously established, quote, unitary language, end quote, from her older works by writing about these new mature subjects. She also adopts language and populates it with her own experiences. By using more slang, informal phrases, and swears, she is actively challenging the standards that helped construct the image of the good girl. Swift uses her life experiences to create both voices on the album as well. Including more adult practices, she is widening what makes up the inspirations behind the music and the little details included in the songs. From placing words once used in an email sent to her, to writing about a moment at a bar, she is changing the scenery of her songs to previously unexplored territory. Similar to earlier albums where the content was informed by her dating life, the songs on this album pull from extremely public and private instances in Swift's life. With the widespread denouncement of Swift on social media and the names tossed her way, Swift reclaimed some to become the fixtures of the album and era. The most notable instance of this is a snake. The snake was something that had been used to cancel her on social media. With the release of the album, she reclaimed it. She came back to social media after wiping her feeds clean with three videos of a snake, sold merchandise with snakes printed on it, along with snake rings, and on the accompanying tour, she had multiple inflatable snakes present. Swift essentially took something that was meant to shut her down and turned it into something to celebrate. In an essay she did for Elle about 30 lessons before 30, she ended one with the declaration of, quote, be like a snake, only bite if someone steps on you, end quote. The adoption of the snake imagery is an example of Swift once again constructing a narrative to meet the situational needs informed by memories of the past and what she hopes for in the future as established by Bruner. The snake was something that overwhelmed her social media feeds and could have defeated her. Instead, she decided to repurpose it, find it as a source of strength, and remove the negativity that originally surrounded it to ultimately benefit her. This is also an instance of her changing the unitary language and placing her own experiences related to the word and phrase to change the way both she and her fans perceived it. Swift Split In Swift's reputation, heteroglossia is formed from both the bad and good girl images presented in the album, along with the catalyst for some of the songs and the overall image of the era, which was the snake. In order to fully understand the language used on the album, it is important to know the inspirations behind the songs. If someone was unaware of the events of summer of 2016, they would be very confused by the album's content and Swift's angry tone. Having that knowledge, it creates a richer background to view the album and individual songs with. By stepping deeper into the shoes of the media's perception of her, Swift further develops a character first introduced in Blank Space and gives her a more dynamic voice. This allows for a more noticeable contrast to be made when Swift switches back to her more familiar voice. 
By splitting the album up through the dichotomy, these two distinct voices inhabiting the album, or heteroglossia, are able to be seen and identified more distinctly. The split between good and bad girl is seen in the sound as well as the delivery of the lyrics. The first half of the album, with the exception of Delicate, consists of a darker and heavier sound than she had previously experimented with, and the second half of the album is a lighter sound. The earlier songs on the album also lyrically represent the persona of Bad Girl Taylor, and the later songs are closer to what was Good Girl Taylor. While this notion of Bad Girl is present and new on the album, it is not completely overwhelming and is slowly chipped away at through its duration. The only place where it is most dominant is on Look What You Made Me Do, but even then the Old Taylor is a bit present since the main hook of the song is sarcastic and the line the world moves on another day, another drama, drama But not for me, not for me, all I think about is karma And then the world moves on, but one thing's for sure Maybe I got mine, but you'll all get yours Is an idea that Swift has some personal belief in. On This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things, she plays into pettiness and into that character with the lines But I'm not the only friend you've lost lately, if only you weren't so shady And on the bridge and here's to you, cause forgiveness is a nice thing to do. <laughs> Where she gets the last laugh in the situation. This type of tone seen on those few songs dabble in the realm of the media's expectations about her reaction to the entire situation. Swift, for a large part of her career, has garnered the reputation of being vengeful toward those who have done her wrong based on the material she has released. This can be seen with the idea that, quote, selfhood seems to have become an astonishingly public issue in our times, end quote, and how the media has treated her for being vulnerable in her lyrics. With each album she has released, the media has scoured the content to make connections with previous relationships of hers. So, when Reputation was released, the media was curious to see if she would take down West and Kardashian in the same manner she had done with former Flames. She expresses her anger in a manner that is slightly different than what they would have anticipated. She does not go scorched earth on her enemies, nor does she let them take up a considerable amount of space on the album. Instead, she deals with them fleetingly and on her own terms. This toys with the selfhood of hers that had been previously presented since she does not give in completely to her anger and continues on with that former trend of hers. By doing so, Swift does not let the media win by letting the bad girl voice and image control the narrative of the album. Instead, the main focus of the album is her newfound love and relationship. The second half of the album explores this new relationship with only tinges of darkness and is more similar to her back catalog, something that would be more comfortable for listeners to adjust to. Songs like Dancing With Our Hands Tied and Call It What You Want are closer to older music of hers in both lyrical content and sound. For the most part, the lighter side of the album also incorporates references to sex and drinking, which helps break down that once-dominant good girl image of her and creating a newer, mature voice that continues to appear in her current work. By not adhering to the media's preconceived notions of how she should respond, she crafts a new image for herself that is not as focused on the media's opinion, which in turn helps dismantle the good girl image that would try to meet the media's demands. Providing space. The voices of bad girl and good girl are integral to the album since they capture the full story and scope of her emotions at that time in her life, and the intersection of those voices is where Swift primarily resides on the album. What is seen as bad or good is determined by individual opinions, but anything that appears as a stark contrast to what had been previously put forth is generally seen more negatively. 
Regardless, if the songs feature the bad or good personas, Swift is ever-present of the media and the reputation that she has garnered. On the bridge of Endgame, Swift mixes the persona first crafted by the media and her actual self with the lyrics. And ivory hatchets put a key map to where I put them. Reputation precedes me. They told you I'm crazy. I swear I don't love the drama. It loves me. On Ready For It, she confesses. I, I, I see how this is gonna go. Touch me and you'll never be alone. Completely aware of the media attention she herself draws and the media's tracking of her love life, making a relationship, regardless if it is public or private, very difficult. The way in which she had been perceived seeps into the way that she both sees herself and worries how her new partner might see her. On Delicate, these worries creep in, and she sings, These anxieties also resurface on Dancing With Our Hands Tied, where she sings, I, I loved you in spite of where the notion of the outside world once again intrudes upon her mind in regard to the new relationship. Had Swift presented only one of the two voices on the album, she would not have been telling the full story and would not have been as true to herself. By enabling heteroglossia to appear on the album, she makes it richer in terms of content and allows the audience to see the two different mindsets that she was in during that period of her life. The Swift who had built her entire belief system around being a good girl and having that shattered overnight by one of the first instances of cancel culture, and the Swift who was actively falling in love and exploring a new relationship with her new partner on their own terms. These two mindsets materialized on the album as the bad girl voice and the old Taylor or good girl voice. Each are given ample room to be heard and express themselves on the songs. Both voices are aware of the cultural concern surrounding her image and the two respond to it in different ways. Good girl Taylor feels anxiety over what might happen to her and her new relationship because of the reputation attached to her and her image, while bad girl Taylor is also aware of the reputation surrounding her. She brushes it off more and does not let it weigh her down. Both of these two voices are very important for Swift to provide the full picture of her life during that time period and as a form of catharsis. Without both voices getting turns to speak, the album would not feel as full. By presenting these two voices on reputation, Swift is able to represent her actual self, which is someone who falls between the binary of good and bad. She has reconstructed herself, quote, with the guidance of her memories of the past, her hopes and fears of the future, end quote. She has managed to strike up a balance between the good girl and bad girl images and voices. This has allowed her to explore various subject matters on more recent albums that she would not have been back when she was presenting the good girl image and voice. It has added a richness to her work, and she is able to be fully seen as a female artist, complex and human. She is able to be taken seriously when angry, be comfortable with her sensuality, and write about sex and drinking. These supposed bad traits have not hindered her success in any way. She is able to be all of these things and still be a singer and songwriter. Swift has continued to demonstrate living between the bad and good personas. This has been seen with her speaking out and challenging what has been socially acceptable for women in the music industry. She has dubbed herself the music industry's resident loud person, speaking up for equality, fair pay for smaller artists, and most notably, artists' rights to own their own work, with the fight for her masters. By breaking down the walls of the boxes that had been put up by both the media and herself, Swift is able to find her voice in between good and bad, and instead just settles for human. With reputation, she was able to break free from the societal pressures that once helped inform so many of her decisions. Death of the Author
While Swift also works heavily with the creation of self with this album in its era, she also utilizes the idea of death of the author. This notion attempts to deconstruct the previously held notion given, quote, In literature, it should be this positivism, the epitome and culmination of capitalist ideology, which has attached the greatest importance to the person of the author. The explanation of a work is always sought in the man or woman who produced it, as if it were always, in the end, the voice of a single person, the author, confiding in us, end quote. The goal of Death of the Author is to not consider the author when looking at their work and have the reading of it be focused on the audience's interpretation of it, to detach the background of the creator from the work fully, letting it stand on its own. While Swift is not the reader in this instance, she attempts at severing herself from her work for the audience to interpret. Unlike previous album cycles, Swift did minimal promotion, if any at all. The only dedicated promotional appearance she made was on Saturday Night Live, in which she performed Ready For It and Call It What You Want. This is similar to the notion that, quote, the sway of the author remains powerful. It goes without saying that certain writers have long since attempted to loosen it, end quote. It is very difficult to fully remove the author from their work completely, since there are oftentimes connections to some of their previous work and creators are frequently inspired by events in their life, which sometimes manifest in their work. Readers of their work tend to comment on these connections and pinpoint the inspiration behind the work. When creators release their work into the world, it is no longer under their control and in the hands of the audience, which is where, quote, this disconnection occurs. The voice loses its origin, the author enters into their own death, the writing begins, end quote. They can try to sway the way that an audience interprets the work by discussing it at length in public forums or interviews. On the other hand, creators have the ability to limit any additional information or commentary relating to their own work, which is more in line with them trying to remove themselves from their work. Oftentimes, a creator's persona will cloud or overshadow the work, and the focus shifts to them and what they have said about it, instead of the art that they have put forth. With reputation, Swift was focused on the latter. She had a very public image and had a negativity attached to her, and instead of trying to clear the air through interviews or statements, she let the album speak for itself. She did not do any interviews about the album to give additional insight into the songs. Even in more recent press, she still has said very little about the album in that time in her life. She essentially removed herself from the work as much as she could in order to let listeners interpret the songs as they saw fit. While Swift was not always able to physically remove herself from her work, seeing as it is her job and she went and toured it, she did as much as she could to let the work stand on its own. She was unable to stop the media from writing about her and the inspiration in her music. She acknowledged this aspect, stating, quote, When this album comes out, gossip blogs will scour the lyrics for the men they can attribute to each song, as if the inspiration for music is as simple and basic as a paternity test, end quote. She herself did not actively go out of her way to additionally contribute to that sort of writing by not commenting on any of the work during her time focused on the album. The album's prologue mixes the ideas of creation of self and death of the author. In it, she states, quote, We think we know someone, but the truth is that we only know the version of them that they have chosen to show us, end quote, and, quote, We are mosaics of our worst selves and our best selves, our deepest secrets and our favorite stories to tell at a dinner party, existing somewhere between our well-lit profile photo and our driver's license shot, end quote. This directly relates to the idea presented by Bruner that we constantly construct and reconstruct ourselves to meet situations. Swift demonstrates this notion throughout the album and the various accompaniments to it throughout the era. She presents herself as angry and vengeful in the first half, only to reveal that she's quite content and happy thanks to her new relationship. 
Given the fact that she is someone who is so famous and so widely known that each interaction she has with someone or any new material she puts out may be from a different facet of her. She utilizes the notion of death of the author by concluding the prologue with, quote, There will be no further explanation. There will just be reputation. End quote. By finishing the lead into the album with that idea in mind, she is releasing the work into the world with no intention of adding to what has been presented and leaving it up to the reader's interpretation, regardless if they consider her personal connections in the song or not. This allows the audience to come to their own conclusions and not be swayed by her personal influence on explanations of the songs. With previous albums, Swift had not attempted to remove herself from the work and continued to create a specific narrative around it by discussing inspiration in doing various interviews. This strategy essentially lets the critic come into focus, making the contents of the album, quote, to be disentangled, nothing deciphered, end quote. With reputation, her lack of press regarding the album forced the audience to come up with their own interpretations of the music. This is the standard for most of the listeners of the album, with the exception of those that attended the secret sessions for the album, an event in which she plays the album before its release and explains the meaning behind songs. Most that attended these events do not divulge on the information told to them. For the first time, Swift did not leave secret messages in the lyric booklet, revealing nothing about the inspirations to the songs, as she previously did. This distance put forth between Swift and her work gives listeners the space to form their own ideas and thoughts about the music. By having the introduction to the album being focused on self and the removal of any additional input, it sheds light on the concepts presented in videos released before the album and sets up the main themes going forward. Reputation sees Swift introduce new themes and topics to her listeners through the use of new voices and personas. The Swift that was presented to the public and fans was very different from her previous album cycles as she took a step back and let the work speak on its own. By playing with the idea of self so drastically, Swift was able to create a unique body of work in comparison to her prior albums. Thank you for listening to this episode of Swiftlet. This episode was written and edited by me, Peyton Edwards. I hope you enjoyed listening, and if you did, please rate, review, and share this podcast. You know, all that good stuff. You can connect with me on Instagram and the site formerly known as Twitter, at Swiftlet Podcast. I'll see you next week to look at Taylor's Quill, Fountain, and Glitter Gel Pen songs.